The Stinkin' Truth Podcast is presented by Core Water. He spent 12 years in the NFL. You can't trust a guy that gyrates his hips after he scores. Has three Super Bowl rings, made multiple Pro Bowl appearances, over 16 years of broadcasting between ESPN and Fox Sports. And that's why I'm the greatest football player and best sports analyst ever. He's a soap opera star. That's pretty, uh... I can't remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> As a reoccurring role on HBO Ballers. Mark Slareth, handsome son bitch, get out here. And makes one hell of a bowl of green chili. It's Mark Slareth, and this is the Stinking Truth Podcast. Hey, welcome in to Stinking Truth Podcast. Mark Slareth along with uh, Mike Evans, Scott DeHuff producing the program. Got to thank our uh, presenting sponsor. That's the fine folks over at Core Water. I'm telling you what, hydratewithcore.com for more information. Great tasting water, uh, award-winning, crisp, clean taste. You can find Core Water anywhere water is sold, which is pretty much all over the place, 7-Eleven and every other store in America. That's Core Water, the one with the big blue cap. You're going to love this water just like we love it every single day. So Core Water, hydratewithcore.com. Mike, uh, Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm, uh, I'm fresh off my Oscars high. Yeah, I know. We just I, shot an Oscars video. Yeah, we did. At Mark Schlereth, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, based uh, we, we uh, a draft, a Bronco draft breakdown <laughs> um, with a little Oscars thematic to it. Yeah, we kind of, um, kind of uh, paid tribute to that uh, smoking hot. Right? I mean, you want to talk chemistry. Mm. Lady Gaga and Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. I mean, if that's not real chemistry, then they're both incredible actors. Yes. They should have won an Oscar just for singing that song together. I mean, the poor girlfriend of Bradley Cooper sitting in the front row having to watch that. Right. I mean, they were like this close to just like getting it on. Yeah. On a on a piano. That was <laughs> right. That was straight up. Um, I. What do you call that? Eye fornication or? Oh yeah, there was some. Was, yeah, there was eye sex going on there. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, it, it was. was uh, it was. Do you watch the Oscars? No, I didn't. I didn't watch that either. That sound. You guys sound like a bunch of girls. <laughs> oh, it was so beautiful. Like, oh, look how much chemistry they had. That's the kind of love that lasts forever. I can only hope yeah. that at some point in my life, somebody looks at me. Like, like Bradley Cooper looks at Lady Gaga. Yeah, I mean that's so. You guys are weak. Can only hope. Girls. Did I don't you, know. I kind of like. Well, it was. It was cool. I mean, I've just seen. I've just seen all the little video blurbs. You know, little things about. Um, I you know, I give a rip. I know, but it's just there's there's part of me that like like. I mean, this is like a life defining moment, and to me, the best part of it is when they're getting ready to announce the winner and they have the cameras on all five nominees. Right. And the person, like like Glenn Close was supposed to win her first ever Oscar. and that, She's never won an Oscar? No. And that moment when she finds out it's not her and she instantly has to be like, oh, yay. You know she just wants to just be like, God damn it, yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> right. You just, you know, start 
just dropping all kinds of like, oh my god, this sucks, you know, and just just ah. tackle the other chick yes, and, and just start, bring you know, her down, like just start doing, you know, a rotating middle fingers to the whole camera, to the right. whole crowd, and she just has to sit there and take it. Yeah, I, I that's, that to me is the most here's fascinating the, part the of the whole thing. thing. You know what I I saw a bunch of things like how do how do the Oscars like Hollywood's big award show how do they how do they compare to the Super Bowl? Or how do they compare to the World Series or the NBA Finals, you know? And I think to myself, really? Like, those are sporting events where you're going out there and putting kind of your onions on the line, and the best team wins. You know, the team that makes the least least amount of mistakes for four hours wins the game. Where the Oscars are somebody else, they're an opinion sport. Yeah. It's the opinion of a bunch of other people. Like, for me, the Oscars, it'd be like the equivalent of the Patriots and and the Rams standing around for four hours and just, like, striking poses. And we watch it and go, you know what? The Patriots had better poses than the Rams. They win. Like, they just win. Did you see Brady's facial expression on that one pose? <laughs> I had to uh, excuse myself from the table for a minute, if you know what I mean. Speaking of the Patriots. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Yeah, speaking I'm of the Patriots. I'm going to ignore what you just said. Okay. <laughs> just move right along. Uh, speaking of the Patriots. Oh. Robert Kraft, oh, man. I know. I mean, sorry. to. I mean, we got to get serious here, but geez. Well, what what was your reaction when you you heard about the whole story? First shock. Just absolute shock. And then like I would say this. One, you don't go to a place in some sleazy strip mall called the Orchids of Asia because you need, you know, some deep tissue work done on a sports injury. Like, you know what you're doing when you go in to one of those sleazy places. Like, that. there's no legitimate kind of, uh, you're a, a billion, you, you're worth $7 billion. Like, you, if you want a great massage because some things are bothering you, you order out, you get a professional to come into your estate and work on you or with you're, their own if table. you're on the road, you're staying at a, a world-class resort right. where I'm sure they have great spas. You don't have your buddies swing you into the strip mall <laughs> to see. I heard they have great massages at the Orchids of Asia or whatever the place was called. I mean, it, it just is, one, you know why you're going in there, right? You, you, know, why, you, yeah. know, you know what the deal is. And so I, I guess it comes down to this. Like, the punishment, first off, the hypocrisy of, of the week before, whatever, donating $100,000 to sex trafficking, you know, an organization for sex trafficking in, in Boston, Massachusetts, and then being, you know, down in Jupiter, Florida, going into a sex trafficking massage parlor um, is inexcusable. I, I think the other thing that you would have to look at is... What is the punishment? Because the punishment a- actually has to has to be painful. Like the maximum allowable fine is $500,000. So I saw a report from Darren Ravel, who's a, a buddy of mine, uh, used to work at, with him at ESPN. But Darren Ravel 
said the equivalent of fining him $500,000 is the average fan in a, you know, going to a game, it would be the equivalent of fining that fan like $2.87. Like, hey, you got in a fight in, you know, you got in a fight in the game and we had to haul your butt out of the game. And um, by the way, now we're really going to punish you. Um, we're going to, we're going to fine you $2.87 until you pay that. You can't come back to the stadium. I mean, it's it's that's ludicrous. The other thing is suspending him. Like Jim Irsay got a driving under the influence um, of, of drugs, and he was fined $500,000, and he had a, I think he had to be away from the team for six weeks, in which his daughters ran the organization. Well, they're reporting directly back to him. I mean, it's not like he's really missing that much other than his face being at the game on Sunday. Like Robert Kraft, he'd be hovering in a helicopter over the t- over the practice field, watching it with binoculars. His son would run the organization, so it's got to be more than that. It's there's got to be a significant um, kind of punitive damage, a, a punitive a, a penalty that really that really damages the Patriots because it's his organization. And I, I get people will be like, "Oh well, is that fair to the players that are out there competing?" Well, it doesn't matter that it's fair. He is the head of the organization. And the NFL always says we're going to punish the owners and the and the managers of the organization, the coaches, more than we're going to punish the players. So it's got to be something significant, Mike. But if you look at the last couple of big punishments thrown down on owners, you mentioned Ursay, mm-hmm. six six weeks plus the five hundred thousand dollar fine, and um, Richardson with the Panthers because of a. Uh, repeated history of sexual harassment in the Panthers organization came to light. He was forced to sell. So to me, Mark, what you're you're looking at here, the fine, I, I mean, the fine is nothing. Right, inconsequential. The, the, the suspension is nothing. So you're looking at one of two things. You're looking at really hitting the team hard, draft picks, et cetera, or can you force him to give up? Control of the team, which well, to me, which to me is it, it doesn't even really work because he would naturally sell it, if you would, to his to his son Jonathan, right. who's his right hand man has been for, has been for several years. The understanding is that at some point he was going to do that anyway. So if he was forced to do it now, are you even really hurting him that way? Yeah, I, here's the deal. I think, and, and you're right. Um, but the, I guess the NFL could force them to put it up for bid as opposed to just giving it, you know, just, just transferring it to his son. Right. Um, but the only way I could see that happening, he would have to have been an active participant in, the, in having knowledge that there was a sex trafficking ring going on there. You know, you look at sex trafficking, it's horrific. It's her- her- I mean, just horrific. It is horrendous. I can't, I can't even imagine. Um, you know, having having to uh, being put in that situation, um, and if he had knowledge that there was a ring involved, it, that people were being held against their will, um, and he had knowledge of that, and he still participated, then you're a pig, and uh, I think you need to lose your. I need you. You you need to lose your football team. You cannot be associated, and your family cannot be associated. I mean, there are consequences to our sins. And, you know, there are consequences to our actions, and those need to be um, at the highest level. You know, we think of sex trafficking, and you think about that, quote-unquote, illegal industry, and you think about that happening in other countries, not in our country. 
and it's happening in Jupiter, Florida, for crying out loud. And, you know, and, and I've heard reports that, hey, Robert Kraft isn't the biggest name involved here. So, you know, it's, it's disgusting. It's awful. And there needs to be a significant penalty associated with that. And the only way to really penalize a guy, I always talk about this with players in general that get themselves in trouble. You can find a guy a hundred or a thousand dollars or whatever. He's making millions. It doesn't that does not affect players. I always say you got to take away recess, meaning you got to take away playing time. You got to you got to say, hey, you can't play until you get your life right. You just can't play in this league. Um, and I think the same is true for the owners. If you are convicted, not so much of of you know of soliciting prostitution, which is bad, but you know, it's more about if you willingly participated and knew that that people were being held there against their will, then it has to be. You have to, I think you have to lose your team. But we are talking about one of the most exclusive fraternities there is in the world, Mm -hmm. and that's NFL owners. It's the Billionaires Club. And you're looking at a guy in craft. Now, follow me on this. There was a sentiment among the owners that the Patriots got off pretty easy with Spygate. Spygate, and, yes. And they and part of the reason why the punishment for deflate gate was as extreme as it was, was that it wasn't just for that, but it mm-hmm. was almost like a makeup. This is how you should have been punished for spygate. Right. So we're gonna add it on to deflate gate. Yes. And there was a sentiment among the owners like, come on, Bob, come on, craft. Right. You know, you, you you fix what's going on in your house here. Okay. And mm-hmm. so the owners had a sense of we want to come down on the Patriots right but in this case Kraft is highly thought of Kraft is a very respected very influential owner we were out at the Super Bowl and when Roger Goodell did his state of the game presentation Kraft was there and it's unusual to see the owners of the Super Bowl teams show up at Goodell's speech. Mm-hmm. It, it speaks to the relationship, which is pretty tight between Goodell and Kraft. Right. I think the when when it was going on during the Flategate and Kraft was forced to say some things about the league and Goodell. I think behind the behind the scenes was like, look, you understand why I have to say this, but we're still good, right? I think right. that's always been sort of their relationship. So, what you suspect, you know of these owners. How much do you think they really want to come down on Kraft? I mean, they they wanted to come down on the Patriots. Sure. But how much do you think they really want to come down on Kraft? Well, I think think it comes down to this. I don't think they want to, but I think it comes down to wherever the investigation leads. And the one thing they don't want to do is kill the golden goose. And... We've already seen what happened during the National Anthem protest. And we've seen that really hurt and tarnish the image of the league. And now it bounced back because the league is coated in Teflon and, you know, everybody just kind of let it go. And, you know, they they had all kinds of great viewership this year and excitement about the league. And it just was like, all right, we're good. Everybody's good now. The one thing you can't have as, as a group of owners is you know having your name associated with a prostitution ring and a and a sex trafficking ring, and so if if it's found like through the investigation that there was knowledge of it, I think the owners will come down hard and say you're going to have to sell your organization. Mm. I think they'll come down hard. Now, if it was 
you know, I wandered into a strip mall massage parlor and, you know, and, and basically didn't realize essentially I knew what I was, I knew why I was going in there, but I had no idea that, you know, there was, there was a sex trafficking ring. I think they'll, you know, they'll punish him and, you know, they'll just do what they always do is just continue to move forward and figure that people are so addicted to football that they'll just forget about it along the way. Now you're talking about, if you're talking about being forced to sell the team and I'm not just passing it on to Jonathan Kraft. Sure. I mean, this is a lifetime punishment. This is a lifetime thing. Right. It's a lifetime ban. Do you think that if a player was accused of doing something like this, do you think he'd get a lifetime ban? I mean, he'd be suspended. Sure. It'd be, it could even be a year-long suspension. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But would he get a lifetime ban? Well, I don't know. I don't know. think he would. Well. I mean, Kareem Hunt. Right. Would he get a, well, the difference between Kareem Hunt and Ray Rice, the difference between those two, one is the video. But really, the biggest difference is Kareem Hunt's elite player, and Ray Rice was averaging 3.2 yards a carry. This is an elite if, owner. If well, I'm just telling you, if Ray Rice was averaging 4.2 yards a carry, you think he'd have been out for life? No. If Colin Kaepernick was a better pocket passer and a better overall quarterback, do you think he'd be out for life? No. They're getting lifetime bans. It's just not official, right? That's why they just settled a collusion case. So, uh, you know, different. Jerry Richardson got a, a essentially a lifetime ban for being inappropriate in the workplace. Um. So I, I just, you cannot have your name associated with the sex trafficking ring. You can't. The NFL cannot have the shield tarnished, you know, with a pair of panties hanging on it. Right? It can't have that because that's the memes that will come out. You know, that those are the things if they don't, if they don't go all in. Now, again, it's going to be pending an investigation, and you're going to have to figure out what Robert Kraft did and didn't know, and I, I, I would imagine that would be hard. Yeah, we're escalating this thing right. to the nth degree right. here as to what uh, It would be what hard would to, it'd be hard to, I'm sure it's hard to figure that stuff out, but at the very, at, at, at the very least, you've got to punish the organization, and the only way to truly punish the organization is to, to make them compete in a disadvantaged way. Do you know what I mean? I, like I, see, I hear you, but, and, but if you're the players' union, you tell me. You know the. You know the. You got a feel for the players' union. Wouldn't they raise holy heck about that? Wouldn't there be lawsuits filed? Wouldn't this become a zoo? Because the the players' union immediately would step forth and say, "Hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute! None of our rank and file on the Patriots had anything to do with this. Right? You're hurting them. You're hurting their team. You're hurting their chance to win. Mm-hmm. Thus, their chance to earn." All that stuff, right? I mean, you understand. You're you're opening up a whole. You're poking a whole hornet's nest right. with all this. Yeah, and and the players' union would cause a stink, and the NFL would say, "Hey, pound sand," and they go, "Okay." At least we raised it. I just don't think the players' union has enough guts. Really, you don't think that? I mean, we keep hearing that they're sort of uh you know the, bat- the 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 war sabers are being rattled here in in anticipation of 2021 that this time they mean it yeah all right i'll believe that like if if that were the case then they would never let Colin Kaepernick settle because like the bigger the bigger issue there is 
You know, you talk about baseball free agency. You talk about Kurt Flood and the impact that Kurt Flood had on baseball free agency and all that. You're talking about, you're talking about, had you been able to prove collusion in a court of law, you're talking about that collective bargaining agreement becoming null and void. Now, all of a sudden, you have leverage. So, if you're midway through next season and you don't have a collective bargaining agreement, now, all of a sudden, instead of being locked out at the end of the season, now, all of a sudden, you take it right up to the nth degree and you strike right before the playoffs? You threaten the strike before the playoffs? You want to see actual negotiation happen? Until this point, the NFL and the Players Association have only had organized begging. And I know organized begging. I lived a career of organized begging. When you had the injury issues that I had coming out of college and all through my professional career, when you have one entity fighting for you as a, you know, or, or, or one entity that wants your services, that's organized begging. You basically ask for more money and they say no. And then you ask for more and they say no. And then you go, but please, and they say no. Now when you have two different entities vying for your services, that's negotiation. The Players Association have only organized begged. They've been locked out. They know the majority of their players, and I know a lot of people this pisses people off, but they're no different than you and me. Like the majority of Americans, wouldn't you say the majority of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck? Maybe have two or three weeks or oh, yeah. two or three paychecks. Oh, of, yeah. Right? Yes, absolutely. The players live that way. No, not, not the guys making $100 million contracts. Not those guys. Right? But the rest of the, like all the, the rookies that are making half a million dollars, they're, they're three paychecks away from financial disaster. And, and the owners understand that. And they get to lock them out in March. And come July, guys need, guys need camp paychecks to pay their bills. They're, they're counting on that. And, and you got to understand that, you know, 20% of the league makes 80% of the money. So the other 80% of the guys, you know, have only played for a year, two years. They don't have a war chest of funds to get them through a, a long lockout. I mean, the owners understand that. And, and that's why come July, the players always agree to, okay, yes, we'll take, you know, nothing. Just give us less practice time. Good. I mean, it's the way it's always so been. So the idea is that the current Patriot players would be like, you know, hey, stinks that we lost a couple of draft picks, but, you know, they're unknown players. All that matters as a, is as I don't a vet, rock And as boat. a veteran player, you don't look at those guys anyhow as coming in and, right. and contributing to your team. You know, that's just a third-round draft pick. Is That doesn't mean anything to you. All right, so putting a bow on this then. Mm-hmm. If it comes to pass that he knew that there was a sex trafficking ring going on, not that uh-huh. he was part of it, but just that he knew that this is what was happening and he still partook. Right. Then there's only one of two options. Either the team gets hit with heavy sanctions, draft picks, mm. um, or he is forced to sell the team. And by selling the team, not just not know, just passing it along to his, his son fam- Jonathan. Yeah. It's it has like to go it, up. It, it goes up for bids. Up for bid. One of yeah. those two. Yes. And I, I think it has to be significant. All right. 
Well, there you have it. Kind of a heavy topic, not what yeah, we normally really. do, but, uh, yeah. you know. And, I mean, it, it stinks, but there are consequences for our actions, right? And um, it's the way that, that's the way life works. So embarrassing for him, for the organization. You know, you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, we'll see exactly how this thing pans out, but the NFL has to make a strong statement regardless. One of its premier owners. Well, we'll probably have a chance to talk more about uh, this story later on in the week. Yeah, I have a feeling sure. something will pop this week. <clears throat> what? You you know, we, we try. We try. I try. I try. I seriously, I try. See, this happens, folks, this happens on a daily basis. I try to be the adult in the room and... He said something's going to pop. <laughs> Jeez. All right, for everybody involved in the Singing Truth Podcast, for Mike Evans, for myself, for Scott the Huff, we thank you Why so don't much. You go ahead, say it. Everyone's saying it. What's wrong with a little rubbing tug? You know, all right, right? All right. Uh, and for our friends at uh, at Core Water. <laughs> Man, am I thirsty. Uh, that's it for us. We'll talk to you later on in the week. The Stinking Truth Podcast presented by Core Water. Subscribe to the Stinking Truth Podcast via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and plenty of other podcast platforms.